Welcome to Your Big Sis Podcast. My name is Neha Patel. My name is Sonia Patel. And we are both South Asian, first-generation females currently living in Austin, Texas. And we both moved from traditional careers in healthcare and finance into the startup world. This podcast is for you if you're looking to do the hard work and peeling back the layers on yourselves to truly understand what's holding you back from living your best life. This podcast is for you if you're constantly feeling pressure to live your life by someone else's standards instead of prioritizing yourself. Join us as we pave the way for not just ourselves, but for all of our sisters out there. Happy Tuesday. Today we are going to be talking about our journey on New City, New Me, because that's exactly what we did and we're very proud of it and we're excited to talk about it with you. Yes, and another reason why we want to talk about it is that um, love getting feedback from our community already. Mm-hmm. This has, I think, been a topic that's been top of mind to some of our listeners, um, aka friends. <laughs> and um, I think it's just, it's, I want to break down like why it's such a big deal, um, because I think some communities don't have such a big stigma against moving and the brown community especially, mm-hmm. gets really um, touchy about the subject because there's a lot of layers that come into that, which is ironic because all of our parents moved countries to do to do new opportunities. That is so true. I didn't even think about that. The irony is too much for me sometimes. But um, I think, you know, in sum, we're, we're hoping to um, talk about, you know, what moving to a new city meant to us, mm-hmm. the risks we took, why we took them. Um, also touch on, you know, where we needed to be financially to make those risks worth it for us. Um, because at the end of the day, uh, a lot of us are, you know, part of the cycle of, you know, child of immigrant guilt. And the last thing we want to do is take a risk and end up falling and causing stress for our parents who worked really hard to give us stability. So I think we'll touch on that, but I kind of want to first start by asking you uh, your thoughts on this, Sonia, of why is it sometimes such a big deal for brown women especially um, to like move away from home? Um, Yeah, just like move away from home. Like why is that such a big deal? And why do you think that's like such a topic? Um, I think it's a big deal because when we were growing up, we were always told to be kind of more obedient, you know, you put your head down, do what you're told. And in that equation was never like you leaving the house. You're only leaving the house when you get married, right? And so for me, I haven't lived at home since I graduated high school. And that's that's a big deal for me. I'm very proud of that um, because my parents raised me to be very independent. And a few years after that, it's like, I had so many people come to my mom and say they were so proud and impressed that I was independent, living on my own, um, you know, really just doing it in life. And then there's just a really fine line of when that turns not okay. So now people go up to my mom and they're, they do a complete 180 and they ask like, yeah, that's good, but you give her too much freedom. How is she ever going to find a husband living in Austin by this herself? No, because you saw it. Yeah, it's <laughs> and so true. It can be really frustrating that um, majority of the time it's, you know, that negative narrative. And I feel that whatever I do, it's never going to be enough for the people in our community. Like I'm crushing it in so many different things in life. And all they can think about is, 
why is she living so far away and not focused on getting married or yeah. whatever? You don't know my life. <laughs> but also, it's it's like the classic equation. Like, our community has taught us too much freedom, especially for a woman. It means they won't ha- never have a husband. They'll never settle down. I mean, like, there's just so much wrong with that statement in itself. Um, but I think it just stems from, like, the control aspect. Like, oh, you don't have control? Um, they're no longer obedient. And we're lucky we've mm-hmm. had parents that were really supportive yeah. of independence. I mean, my dad would, my mom and dad both um, would, you know, uh, my dad especially actually was really proud that I, at 18, I moved to New York mm-hmm. and I never came back. And obviously you can get sad about that. And I don't, I don't blame them for being sad about that. Mm-hmm. But they knew why. They knew also what it took for anyone to do that and let alone their own daughter and the fact that I was the type of daughter that I was and type personality they were just really proud that I was going for it I think it's also like you and I both come from family of sisters yeah so we both have girl dads and my dad was the same way like very proud and happy that his daughters moved out and they're you know accomplishing these things he never made us feel that we were on a timeline or that we should yep. be doing something else. It was never that. It was it's all support. actually from our moms. And I think that's where, you know, it's because they were around that uh, treatment, mm-hmm. right? And so they are proud of us. They want us to not have that treatment. And yet they have that trauma mm-hmm. that they will always carry. And so, right, like as time passed, there were questions from my mom of, you know, would you consider coming back? If we had, you know, a family business and if we had, you know, money like so-and-so, would you come back like their daughter did or their kid did? And it's, you know, it's all of these underlying things. And I get where that's coming from. I really, really do. Mm -hmm. But it's so, when I hear that, I don't feel, right, I obviously have done the work. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, she will never understand me. I just realize like all the trauma that is coming out of those statements. And also them... At, you know, as parents of three daughters, when they start to see each daughter settling somewhere else, right, there's a sense of abandonment that occurs. Oh, don't even and you get don't started have, on that. <laughs> and, you know, the comments, again, I only get, and I don't get from my dad and only from, like, you know, if we had a son, maybe we would have somebody staying at home. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to process because at the end of the day, all of us are moving for opportunity. That's what our parents did. That's exactly why I think our parents are supportive because they see we have opportunities now that weren't available or weren't an option for women back then. Yeah. So now they're like, okay, that's great. Take it. You know, some, and some parents are not like that. They'll, yeah. they'll guilt you for it. They'll make you feel or, or they'll even tell you like, Hey, that, Oh, like that opportunity, like you can get a job here. Yeah. No one's saying that I can't like yeah. the access to opportunity. They, they move somewhere that we're going to have the opportunity regardless. Mm-hmm. It's in America. It's different. But um, I think it's it's, uh, it's it's aspiring for more, I guess, and thinking that maybe there is something else out there or we see ourselves as something differently. Yeah. And it has no knock against, like, wherever they are or where, you know, where we decide to go. Like, it kind of – it doesn't speak to one another, but that's coming from us, right, because we made those decisions not – in spite of anyone or anything. No, never in spite. I think it's wanting more for ourselves also. Like, yes, we have all this opportunity and growth. And it's, 
I personally feel would feel bad or I would feel at a disservice if I wasn't taking those options or opportunities to grow or to better myself. I'd be like, wow, that's a waste. I pass that up for what? Yeah. And I think it's, um, it's exceptionally interesting to see how that has played out. Um, we, we come from communities that that fear is instilled or the expectation that you'd stick around, um, the expectation that why would you seek career options or educational options not within the proximity of driving distance from home. Mm-hmm. And it's because they work so hard to build a base. Yeah. And it's not that we don't appreciate that base, but there's so much more out there. And sometimes we just want to see what it is. And I appreciate it more now that I'm away. Like, being away from my mom and my sisters not living in the same city as them anymore, I appreciate them now more than ever. So, like, when I see them now, I'm so much more grateful to be in their presence and just have that time because I'm thankful that I was allowed to be as independent and free as I am now. Yeah, and you don't hold that resentment then. No. I think there's some... If you don't, if, if if something like that is on your heart and you're maybe using excuses that other people be disappointed or they they actually will and they've told you that, right, resentment starts to build. And that's where, you know, right, we have great relationships with our sisters or with, I have one with my parents because there's no, no one held me back from anything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of love. And I honestly, again, I come from a land of long distance relationships with my whole family and my now husband, like, I think love grows deeper and fonder because you, you have to make the time for those things. It's I not expected. Props. I give you props for living so far away from your family. Thank and you. being as, like, comfortable and confident as you are because I, I would be a mess. I, I honestly, like, I just felt like I learned so much, like, about myself. Mm-hmm. I got to use the time that I had to myself. No one told me when and where I have to be and I had to miss a lot of things and I couldn't be there for things. But when I was there, I'm always 100% present. And like like you said, when I'm at home, yeah. I'm so comfortable and happy to be there versus, oh my God, my parents made me come back home this weekend for the fifth time in a row. Like, it's not like that at all. And no. I think it's, it's, I just early on at a young age, I just had a lot of gratitude that I had home to go back to. Again, physical home, not so much, but home is where my family was and that was multiple places by the time I was like you know coming back from college and I think um it's just like anchoring down on what home actually means and that base and like home is a state of mind yeah and I was able to create homes elsewhere and my like eventually like my parent like my mom especially she was so happy that especially once Avi and I moved in together I had a place that really felt like home like I stopped being homesick when Ubi moved to New York City, because I finally wasn't traveling to see someone I loved so dearly. And the fact that when I left, anytime I visited my parents and my sister and I went back to the city, I was coming back to him. It felt like home. Yeah. And so um, I've had great roommates who've also filled that, 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 void. that void as well. And so, I, you know, again, I've been really lucky, but I won't say I have never been homesick. I'm not that, you know... I'm not that strong. I have been homesick plenty of times and I've definitely been really homesick at times, especially when I moved farther away here at Austin. So I think um, it's kind of just acknowledging those feelings and then like using them for the right actions 
and or like knowing also like you could always go back if you really want yes. to if it was really that bad like you you like that option is there and I said that in the first the pilot episode but like me moving taking the jump to move to Austin I knew that like if I failed if you know everything went terribly I had a plan b of I would just go back to Dallas I had people to lean on where I can stand back on my two feet and that's scary because you took a bigger jump than I did mine was drivable but like you went from New York to Texas so like what was the mindset that made you number one want to move here and move away from I guess like comfort or like yeah uh failure just isn't an option for LB and I like I think we just accepted we're just really like when we make decisions we kind of just go in on it and like the we don't think about the what if but you didn't like when you were deciding were you like what if I knew that I I mean financially the best place but financially yeah financially I we all I always have a plan b financially like hey we moved my job is remote, but let's say his job didn't work out. I also knew we were in a market where we would just find him another job. And if that was adding up and we also hated it here, we would just go back. Like, I think there's some, you know, especially in the beginning of your career, you can always change jobs. Oh, I yeah. think as you get older, and this is where every person who's older than you will always tell you, travel, move, do all this stuff when you're young. Because honestly, the things that are tying you down are just are mental. They're not physically there. Obviously, if you... If um, in the medical career you open a practice, that's physically holding you down. You have to build that practice up. If you have a lucrative job that you worked really hard for and have been there for a long time, you might not want to give it. Like that, all of those things make sense. Mm -hmm. So it's really the early years where you want to develop that. And in today's, you know, outside of a profession that you have to be there in person, there's so many remote opportunities. So if you're already doing a job that's on a computer, mm-hmm. there are opportunities that allow you that flexibility of freedom. It's just how badly do you want it? And like, Abby and I just really badly wanted to move. So we were going to make it work no matter what. I like that. And your 20s are for making as many mistakes as possible. Like, yes, I have learned that so many times. I feel like I have to be perfect or like, I'm trying all these things, but failing every single, you know, different time has led me to something better. And I hate when people like say that, like, oh, you know, just keep, you're knocking on the wrong door. The next one will open up and be like, yeah. great. And you're like, what doors? What tell me? <laughs> I'm for like Alice in Wonderland. Like I'm knocking on all these doors, but it really is true. Like fail as many times, try as many things, take as many risks as you want because later on you might not be able to do that way yeah of course with kids like a family when you actually have roots like I felt when I was moving to Austin I was like okay I have nothing tying me down here so I have a chance to move and if it doesn't work out cool but if it does I'll be so happy I did it and also I really want to challenge what people define as what's tying you down a lot of the times it's not actually, it's all mental. It is mental. And I mean, again, there are some physical things you, you have, like you're taking care of a loved one or, you know, your kid's school. Like those are things that, like there are things that have more flexibility and less, but especially to like the younger folks, Sonia was telling, like, especially when you're in that early stage of your career, even if your significant other has a talk, have an honest conversation, what are your goals in life? What mm-hmm. are you trying to explore? Is that a priority for both of you? Then you would both make it work. You yeah. would both establish, a, like, figure that out. And um, I think that's where some people miss the mark or, like, they, they blame the wrong thing. I think it's just fear. 
a lot of the times. Yeah. And it's, well, what if? And I think everyone's allowed to ask that question, but what if it turns out better than you thought? Then it's the best freaking thing ever. Um, and so I think one of the things I also want to talk about is this last change for me, um, doing that in a later stages, just being more of, of an adult, like not moving in a, like, obviously when you're 18, everything's new, you're going to be growing a lot, but moving as an adult and, and choosing that, um, it was a catalyst we needed to like, we had this envisionment of a life that we didn't know how to get to. Mm-hmm. And by moving, we like opened up all this space and time to focus on ourselves and that allowed us, it just, it, it just, it was a ripple effect. Everything was changing. So why not change some other things that were not, you know, serving us? Like, why not change the fact that, like, I refuse to, like, incorporate exercise in my day-to-day because I uh, made, you know, my, my job, what, you know, I was too busy at work. I was commuting. Like, I didn't have time. And those, all those things were true. Um, but it the the changes right i just accepted the fact that i can just rewrite my entire routine from scratch that's so true and like i i can just change all that and it's up to me either i repeat the same patterns or i don't mm-hmm. and it was a ripple effect for us in particular on the health front the first thing we did was one we learned how to love the city which was food um that's been our number one kind of thing with new york we really wanted to explore that here um but after 6 months you know, it was, we were getting, uh, it just wasn't, it was not sustainable. And um, Austin, you're just eating cheese and tacos and and again all the Southern food, which is so good, but you can't eat that all the time. Exactly. And so once we got that out of our system, we're like, wait, we have way more access to sun. We, we have a really cool access to a gym. We're not commuting nearly as much as we were before. I'm definitely not because I work remote. But even Avi, he went from really long commutes to a much shorter one. Mm-hmm. We finally aligned in work schedules because he made sure the job he found actually was good for our life, which was being able to spend more time with each other and have similar work hours that we could spend time with each other in the evenings. We then created a routine off of that. Yeah. And like it became a thing where instead of turning to wine after every single long day, we decided to change that up and some days go to the gym. Every time it made us feel good and we're like, darn, everybody was right. (laughs) You know, and I think I'm the only one that said that. Avi had been trying to convince me of that forever. But the new new location just sometimes gives you an excuse to just reestablish habits. And And if you're not like, so Neha has an accountability partner. And I think that's amazing. But for somebody, if you're by yourself, like, Figuring that out on your own is also a journey in itself. Like I'm, I have lived on my own before, but before moving here, but when I did move here and I finally felt like I had a routine, I felt stable in what I was doing and just like everything was kind of falling into place for me, which had, I had never felt before. Mm -hmm. I always felt on edge or like I was missing something. But last year I was like, oh my gosh, this is right where I need to be. So now let me, you know, create a schedule. So I did. And like, I love going to Zilker on Sundays and I love going to walks with my friends um, at Town Lake and just we have these routines and you get comfortable in that and then I don't know you're just overall aura your vibe like you said your health you just pay more attention yeah to what you're doing yourself and I think um, especially if you're in the boat where you're moving and you're not exactly sure why and you just have this like tug 
to do it. It's probably maybe also because like wherever you are is adding to this, you're burning out wherever you are for whatever yeah. reason. It might, especially when you're coming from a place where you're near all your family and friends every weekend, you have, um, things you don't want to say no to. So obviously we'll go back to boundaries. Let's say you haven't established those yet because I didn't have them when I was there. And so I always said yes, and that's why every weekend I'm like, wait, why am I always busy and I never have so time? So busy. And it's, you make the time. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, and sometimes you have to remove yourself, find the time, use it, and then you could probably go back to that space and you come back with better boundaries or respect for the time that you need for yourself, for your routine, for your meal prep, for your workout schedule for your me time, whatever that might be. And if you don't know your schedule yet or, like, what that looks like because you've never lived on your own, like, that might be scary. Moving into an apartment by yourself, living on your own, not having your mom's cooking around all the time, like, that's terrifying. I Trust me, I do 100% believe that. But stepping outside of your comfort zone, like, any change, any growth is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, so like, it sucks. Like, no it does one's going to lie. Both of us complain about it all the time. Like, oh, this is it, – it seems all magical on the other side that you grow from those situations. But in the thick of it, it, it it's not great. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is most of us survive through that. Like, we survive. We make – we're a community. There's always going to be people around and or people there. Honestly, to help you'll you. probably have like second or third cousins like in that city. And no. Your mom already told them you're coming. My I mean, mom does that all the time. I know. It's She's, so annoying. Uh, I've heard from her. But, um, no, I think it's it's there's take advantage of the community for that reason as well. There's yeah. no harm in that. That's why it exists. Just for the same reason why it exists to tell you what you can and cannot do, you can also lean on the fact that it exists. And if you really needed something, you're probably in a place that you can you can seek that that you know assistance, so to speak. If you're worried about worst case scenario, like if I get sick, what would happen? Take yeah. care of me. And like again, with our community, your mom or your parents, whatever, they're probably gonna come. No, not even that. It's like they'll know people in the area or they yeah. know of somebody who lives there and they'll get you connected through the grapevine. Like I can't even tell you I've how many people yeah. I've met through my mom just mentioning, Hey, this person lives nearby. You should go visit them one day. I just swallow my pride and go because what is the harm? What and do you I, lose? What do you lose? And I end up making a friend that I can go to or like, at least I know one other person. I may not you know, hang out with them all the time, but at least I, I know someone in case of an emergency. Yeah. Um, and like, same with you, like you moved here before me and we weren't friends when I moved here, but now I'm like, I'm so happy that I have you here because it's like, I have a friend and a sister that are, it's like down the road that I can go to if I need anything. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's so, and it's also realizing the fact that you might not need, like you might not need people as much as you think you do. Yeah. It's just because they're all there. You might be in a joint household. You might be, you know, uh, in such close vicinity to, to everyone and everything. And it honestly, like, even if you do it for a year, I think it's a really, if you have the ability to do it and you really don't have anything tying you down, I think it's an important um, growth period for anyone. Um, and I we cannot recommend it enough. This particularly, this last change, I would say as agnostic to Austin, I think it could be done for any city. Yeah. It's just finding the right city for you for the the things that you're trying to achieve. 
So that achievement could be right. You move to the city for the best career opportunity you've ever had. Mm -hmm. And that might not be your favorite city for food or whatever outside activities, but you're committing to that change. Why not let other things change too? You might find new, um, you know, new ways to spend your time, new social norms that you just remove the crutch of habits, things that you just were used to relying on. Mm -hmm. And you might just find yourself in a place to accept change. And honestly, I always believe change is a good thing. Um, and it, it's scary for a lot of us. We, we literally grew up in households where change seems like to, like you work so hard for stability that change, why would you induce change upon yourself? Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, I never regret it. Um, never regret it. And also when you move, if you move somewhere, it doesn't have to be, you know, long-term, it can be temporary. If you find a job out there somewhere new and you're skeptical, like, Try it out. See what happens. You might love it. You might hate it. You might work there for only a year, two years, and then move somewhere else. And that's totally okay. It's just part of your growth period. And you learn everywhere you are, you'll learn something from that place, whether it you know affects you personally, it, it affects your schedule, your habits. Um, I think those are all building blocks, whether they're good or bad. Yeah. And it's up to you whether you want to take a chance or not. And make sure you understand what is holding you back if you've ever had the thought of moving. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are they real reasons? And they might be real. They might feel like a lot to push through. But try to break apart why you're using that as maybe an excuse. Or is it truly something holding you back? You'd be surprised if you did the work and really working through that of what what can actually happen if you put your mind to it. Mm -hmm. And if... um, you know, just again, anyone that might be even on the edge of wanting to do it, like Sonia said, it's temporary. It can be temporary. It might be permanent. Mm-hmm. People ask me all the time. I don't know what mine is right now, but we're rolling. You're not allowed <laughs> to leave. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and don't go home and tell your mom that we told you to move. Um, that's not true. We're just saying you can move if you want to. If you've been thinking about it, I say take the leap. Leap of faith and just go for it. I agree. Well, and with that, we um, hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm really happy that we also did this topic right now. It's on our hearts, but we moved it up and wanting to talk about it because um, we just got some really amazing feedback and wanting to hear more about this. And Also, we love hearing your feedback. So if you do have any questions or you are thinking about moving or whatever, please DM us on Instagram. We look at everything. So we would love to yeah. chat with you. If it's you're kind of on the fence, we'd love to. Kind and we'll of, tell you the real stuff too. Like we will. The, it's, the not all, per- it's not all perfect, but yeah. I think it's worth it. Thank you so, so much for listening in. Please do us a favor and share this episode with your friends, family, and neighbors. Better yet, please tag us on Instagram and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. See you next time. Thank you.